Hi, this is Tanya Domi. Welcome to The Thought Project, recorded at the Graduate Center of the City University of New York, fostering groundbreaking research and scholarship in the arts, social sciences, and sciences. In this space, we talk with faculty and doctoral students about the big thinking and big ideas generating cutting-edge research, informing New Yorkers and the world. Joy Connolly is the Senior Vice President, Provost, and a Distinguished Professor of Classics at the Graduate Center, the home of CUNY's Arts and Science Doctoral Degrees and Interdisciplinary Master's Programs. Prior to 2016, Connolly was the Dean for the Humanities and Professor of Classics at New York University. Connolly's research focuses on Roman ideas about communication ethics, and political action, particularly as they relate to the modern world. She has worked with Tino Segal on two pieces in New York. Welcome, Joy, to the Thought Project podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm pleased to be here. The Graduate Center has just been awarded a $2.65 million grant from the Mellon Foundation to transform doctoral education for the public good. This is a thrilling and celebratory moment for the Graduate Center. In your role as provost, the chief academic officer, the Mellon Foundation grant has been your baby, your project. How did you come up with this exciting idea and what was the genesis? The genesis of it was my realization that uh, that academics do everything. Uh, in, In contrast to the ivory tower picture that so many people mistakenly hold of academics as being uh, buried in the clouds, the absent-minded professor, um, the, uh, the person who's focused on abstract thinking and doesn't connect with people. All of these stereotypes, uh, if they were ever true, are certainly not true now. And so when I look at academics, uh, active faculty or graduate students, I see people who have terrific research and analytic skills, but They're also people who connect with people. They communicate incredibly well. They have amazing organizational skills, whether they're designing a class or putting on a conference. They do fundraising. They do a whole array of things. And this is what makes the university work as an institution. So my uh, my thinking about, about doctoral education and ways in which to enhance it, particularly at a moment where, um, academics, uh, new PhDs are having a difficult time finding good tenure-track employment in the academic job market, was to say, let's surface those skills and experiences that run through the academic experience anyway, Make give them a little more prominence, identify them as things of value, and let's try to get funding to support a, a cohort of students who will uh, design in company with faculty mentors and close collaboration with them, a slightly or perhaps radically modified doctoral education that will prepare them for anything they want to do. It'll make them great academics, because as I said, academics do everything, uh, and it will make them uh, desirable employees on the non-academic job market too. I have to say that having worked at two universities, continuing to work at two universities, 
that I don't think people have a full appreciation for the breadth and depth of what the Academy does offer. But I think this notion of training with a new approach in doctoral education for the public good is, uh, I think it's different from what I hear uh, in other places. And it's much more affirmative and clearly much more aggressive. And so talk about um, how the GC uh, in its positioning and how it's been engaging with doctoral students, openly acknowledging that not everyone wants to be a professor and also not everyone wants to teach in a university either. Uh, how was the GC selected? How did it, from its positioning, how did they get selected by Mellon for this really incredible opportunity? That's a great question, and it has a lot of great answers because it, it speaks well of the Graduate Center in so many different angles that we're on the leading edge of this. I would say um, I'll, I'll try to single out just, just the most important things. Uh, we have a faculty whose um, high-level research and commitment to social justice and equity um, and access and their commitment to everything that CUNY as a public university stands for infuses everything they do. And that means that the faculty here are significantly and, 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 and visibly, perceptively, uh, more open to conversations about the reality of life that our graduate students face. Um, as I mentioned before, that, that uh, roughly half uh, of doctoral students across the country, across all fields, find employment in academia. Um, that's a truth that's been a truth for a while now. But if you, as you said, when you go to a lot of, uh, a lot of doctoral uh, programs or graduate schools, doctoral faculty around the country, um, that's not a truth they're comfortable with. It's not a truth that they acknowledge a lot. Um, it's not a truth they want to allow to affect the kind of education they offer, which at most schools looks a lot like the education that was on offer 125 years ago. So here at the GC, because as I said, our faculty are um, are attuned to the realities of life in a, in a, in a distinctive way, uh, we had the great ingredient of a faculty eager to tackle this and take this on and not, uh, not, uh, not comfortable, not satisfied with talking about those students, terrific students who had gone on to non-academic careers as people who were pursuing a plan B or the second, you know, the alternative, the second plan. Some kind of stigma, really. Yeah, no, th right. these are people who valued all kinds of things that their students went on to do. So that was a, a huge ingredient that I think Mellon took very seriously. Mellon has also good knowledge of our faculty um, through a couple of grants that uh, we've already received, thanks to the hard work of my predecessors, Louise Lenahan and, and Chase Robinson as provost. Uh, we have a grant supporting the Humanities Alliance, which is a collaborative grant with, uh, with LaGuardia Community College that's given Mellon great insight into the commitment of our faculty uh, to, to teaching and to preparing students for careers in, in the community college. 
uh, landscape. Uh, Mellon also knows very well, and they're happy about the fact that the Graduate Center a couple of years ago was successful in getting uh, an NEH grant for uh, thinking about new directions in doctoral education, where a lot of the thinking for the grant that we put in to Mellon this year was done. Um, and a few other things. I'd say we have a, a notably forward-thinking and ambitious Office for Career Planning and Development, led by Jenny Furlong, who's nationally known for her commitment to preparing graduate students for all kinds of careers. And we have an active uh, humanities center that's very engaged in public humanities. Uh, I'll mention one more thing, and that's our early research uh, uh, in initiative, which provides students with with small amounts of money, but absolutely crucial amounts of money. It lets them pursue uh, research uh, over the summer and also allows them to do internships outside the GC um, in, in some unexpected places. Uh, that And we're building on that work in this grant. Well, there's definitely some leadership foresight here because it was even in the strategic plan for 2017 uh, to 2022, uh, you know, I'll just read it out. We will provide our doctoral students with exceptional training and pedagogy, becoming national leaders in graduate education, uh, and we will be model. We will model innovative methods of PhD professionalization, and encourage our faculty's focus on training students for both academic and non-academic careers. So it's there in black and white, right. in print, that had to. With all these uh, initiatives that you've described, that had to bear some influence in, in Mellon's thinking about granting such a, a generous gift. You're absolutely right. And I think they they saw that we were um, we were putting our, our hearts and our efforts where our mouths were, and they are now letting us put it, put the money where our mouths are and, and fund some efforts, um, especially around uh, around the support of the graduate students, uh, these 12 graduate students we anticipate being able to support starting next year. Yes, I have envy of those people. So, <laughs> um, so I want to talk about the Mellon uh, Publics uh, Public Fellows, but let's talk about the creation that seems like to be the focus, the hub of delivering this grant is through uh, a, the creation of a Publics Lab. Can you talk about that? It seems like I see this like Publix lab in the middle of some place and all these people uh, walking around it and talking and sitting and, and engaging with each other. My ideal location for it is, and, and this is a, a fantastical impossibility, but I can't resist saying, uh, just thinking about the about the roof of the building, if we had an enormous inflatable bubble that we could um, host an enormous building-wide uh, tent, uh, because I do think of it as, as a big tent project very much. Um, that's why that image is so is so fitting. Um, we'll, we 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 are finding physical space for this, so this will be a physical office uh, or or um, set of offices. But but what you really want to hear about, what I want to really talk about, is is what will happen uh, in this space and and who will be in it. The Publix Lab will have a director, and hiring that director is one of the first orders of business we're going to start carrying out this spring and summer. Um, I should say that the Mellon Foundation has already wired us half the money, so it's sitting in our account. They're eager for us to use it. We can't wait to go ahead with that. And that that director um, will oversee a space that uh, will include, uh, to begin with, 
a small number of people who are directly connected to and funded by the grant. But very quickly, we want the public's lab to include all students and all faculty are to be open to all of them, anyone with an interest in public-facing research or connecting their research and teaching with the public. So I'll get to that in a sec, but the but the, uh, the essential ingredients of the public's lab led by this new director will be, uh, will be the following. We'll have 12 public fellows. Uh, these are will be graduate students who are applying to the Graduate Center and being admitted actually right now into doctoral programs in the humanities and the humanistic social sciences. So those students who will be first-year students uh, this coming fall will learn about this this pro- uh, this program this winter and have an opportunity to put in uh, for for support that will carry them through the remainder of their time here at the Graduate Center. Wow. It's a great... That's very, very, very cool. So these are 12 fellows who will work closely uh, with with mentors, with advisors in their doctoral program, and will have some support structures in place for those faculty to, to give them time to work with these students. And they'll craft... Uh, in in conversation, in collaboration with their faculty advisors, a modified version of their doctoral program. So they'll end up with a PhD in exactly the discipline they applied to, um, and they'll have an experience that will be maybe 90% identical with the rest of their doctoral cohort, maybe 50% identical with their doctoral cohort. It's going gonna, it's gonna to vary from person to person and program mm-hmm. to program. But the point is they'll work out a program that will both allow them to surface those skills and capacities and interests that are more public-facing and non-academically, conventionally academically oriented, even as they fulfill all the standards for a PhD in whatever discipline they're in. So those public fellows, those 12 people, um, which and we anticipate a second cohort that the GC will fund the following year, will, will be the kind of icebreakers uh, for doctoral curricula because they will, we hope, open up really potentially quite radical ways of rethinking what a doctoral education, what a doctoral curriculum looks like. But the public fellows won't be alone. Uh, They will be uh, mentored and in in constant conversation with a group of people we call practitioners, with a capital P. These are going to be people uh, in residence at the Graduate Center in in a wide variety of ways, depending on what they're doing uh, outside, uh, outside the GC. These practitioners are PhDs who have gone on to non-academic careers, and they may be able to get freed up from their work to come in for six evenings in a given semester. They may be able to convince their employers to give them six months off, and they can do a six-month residency full-time at the GC. We're going to be open to all kinds of, of arrangements. But these practitioners will be uh, in, in their, their first port of call um, in, in the public's lab they'll be engaging with the public fellows, with the graduate students in, in the special funded cohort. But their workshops, their events, uh, casual lunches, casual contacts, they're going to be made available to a much wider group of students whom, whom we hope and expect uh, them to mentor. Uh, the third component of the public's lab is uh, uh, only going to kick in in years four and five of the grant. This is a five-year grant. And these are postdocs. Uh, whom we anticipate will be GC PhDs who will have some 
uh, some contact with the program in, in its first few years, but this will give them a year to explore non-academic employment uh, while they have a firm platform and you know sustainable salary at the GC, and they too will engage in, in mentoring and preparing grad students. Um, and, and lastly, uh, at least uh, in in, in terms of the student experience, we're going to be offering, with the help of Mellon, uh, career internships, as we're calling them. Again, experiences modeled on our early research institute, uh, experiences in uh, NGOs, in city or state agencies, in firms, in corporations, uh, and it'll be the job of the public's lab director to arrange those those internships. Setting it all up uh, in this coming year, coming academic year, 2018-19, uh, we'll kick it off with a faculty seminar that will help us um, and, and the director of the public's lab ensure that at every step of the way we have um, not just faculty buy-in, which is a term I, I really don't like, but really faculty shaping of the plan, shaping of the project so, from, the, from the very start. Mm -hmm. So does this seminar last the whole year? Yes. It's, so it's thematic, I take. Yep. And it will pick up on the work of the NEH uh, PhD grant I mentioned a few minutes ago. So when you talk about public facing, um, explain explain that to our listeners. When I think about public uh, facing, and you know I see it here a lot at the Graduate Center more than than I have in other places where faculty are really engaged. They're talking to the media. They have a blog. They tweet. They're, uh, they have, uh, they serve maybe as advisors to the city government as experts or to the state government. Uh, even some faculty have been even on national boards before. Um, this is, when I think about a public intellectual, uh, that's what I'm thinking about. I mean, Paul Krugman has probably, you know, got one of the best public perches you could ever have, a platform at the New York Times. Uh, that's real engagement. Probably he's one of the most visible public intellectuals in the world because of that column. And he's sharing his knowledge, you know, almost every day. So it's exciting to think about those possibilities for me as a professional communicator working with faculty and students here. Yeah, that's and, and you're right. It is something distinctive about the graduate graduate center, and it's been part of the heritage or the DNA of the GC since its inception. It's something that when I first got here a little over eighteen months ago, I, I started hearing consistently from, especially from faculty, from students as well, that it was a, a point of some frustration for them that, given. Uh, the variety, the diversity of engagement that you just described, that it wasn't as well known uh, as, as it could be, that they felt that individual people might be known uh, for what they're doing, like Paul, like other colleagues um, who, who are engaged in the public sphere. But, but their question was, you know, why isn't the GC known as an institution for its distinctive commitment to the circulation and enhancement of public knowledge or knowledge in the public good? And I think that's exactly the, the question to ask. And it's um, and the answer to that question, I, I think, in part, rests in the work of this grant to make uh, the, the GC as an institution a place that people look to and, uh, and, and we hope imitate as a, as a model of public engagement. I think that's true. I, I think what is happening here is really different 
And, you know, some of it comes from being public and really having to, you know, sort of fight, you know, in there for public funds. You're all part of the 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 challenge of being publicly funded now is is uh, is very challenging. It's difficult. We're lucky to be in New York State. Uh, But nonetheless, uh, there's there's sort of like a a hunger or a thirst for, you know, wanting to lean forward and really go there that I see here that it's a little bit more edgy. You know, when you've got big endowments at other schools, it's kind of you can sit back and, you know, you're very well resourced and you're thinking about things in more long term and it's slower, I think. It's even slower. But there's something about being here and the air here at 34th and 5th that is just a, a little bit more edgy and it, it they do lean forward and it's exciting to, to work with people like that. I think that's true. I was I gave a presentation to a number of uh, program faculty and students uh, uh, in literary fields last year, last academic year, and I was talking about the need for for change and the the hope that I had, given the the assurances and ideas of, of faculty and students I'd talked to that the GC would be a, a front runner in changing doctoral education. And a couple of the faculty pointed out that one of the reasons they, they hold back is not because they're uh, lacking in backbone or, or courage, but rather they they're, they want to protect students and they, they don't want to get so far out in front that the education they offer students is is seen by the world at large as preparing students for a world that doesn't exist, uh, i.e. they'd be training students um, uh, for work that then their students would fail to get. So I my see. response to that was, well, you know, we cannot wait for the for the Ivies of the world to change the world because they've they've won that contest. You know, they're not going to change the rules by which they've won the game. It really rests with us uh, to uh, to shake it up and in partnership with uh, the terrific colleagues we have at, at private universities uh, and, uh, and, and universities around the world that, uh, that are better resourced, we can and, and should, and we have the, the people power and the brain power to, to make people think differently about what a doctoral education can and should be. So if, what is the, ultimately, what's the goals, you know, and objectives that you want to see manifest at the end of this five-year grant, which I'm sure is going to continue in different ways. You know, you'll leverage it for other ideas, but where does this, where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to see the Graduate Center in five years? I'd love it if uh, it were absolutely common knowledge around the United States and ideally around the world if the Graduate Center were known as a place to send top students, uh, undergraduates or, or people recently having finished an undergrad degree, people who wanted to pursue a doctoral degree that would not be the same old doctoral degree, that students who are bright, who are innovative, who are creative, and who want to change the world for the good. If, if we can take significant steps to raising the Graduate Center's profile as a place uh, where our doctoral students view the circulation, the production of knowledge um, as, a, as a public enterprise, 
That's that's one goal. Um, a second is, and, and this is harder to track, I have to confess, but um, a second is if we can find ways um, to, to measure the impact of uh, a change in the public perception of, uh, of, of PhDs, especially in the humanities. And I, I think we can, we can start small here by measuring uh, the reaction of and the, the judgments of our elected officials and the city and state people who fund the, the, the CUNY and fund the Graduate Center. Um, if we can talk to them as we're doing now uh, and ask them, you know, what, what's their sense of the value and the role of a humanities PhD, I bet you right now we'd get some pretty dispiriting answers. Um, answers that are probably coming out of lack of familiarity with what we do. But at the end of five years, if I'm able to send our elected representatives annual reports saying, look at what we're doing here with this public impact that we're having. Look at the ways in which we're preparing humanities PhDs to make a real difference in the world. So that by the end of that five years, those elected representatives wouldn't be able to get away with the easy answers about the ivory tower. They would be they would have a little stack of reports on their desk uh, that would have changed the way they are viewing the value and role of a, of a humanities PhD. And thirdly, I, I, I just want to, I mean, this is really closest to home. I, I, I know that my colleagues uh, around the building uh, and I share the hope that we'll improve the educational experience uh, that we're giving our students and, and their sense of being supported in whatever they choose to do, that this will be front and center in the institution's identity. Well, we look forward to hearing about the progress over the next five years. I want to thank you for being here today. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to The Thought Project, and thanks to our guest, Provost Joy Connolly. The Thought Project was produced in partnership with CUNY TV, located at the Graduate Center in the heart of New York City, with production, engineering, and technical assistance by Sarah Fishman and Jack Horowitz. I'm Tanya Domi. Tune in next week.